You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to Black Guy Therapy. You already know what it is. It's Todd. I'm here today. I got Joel with me. Yes, sir. What's happening? And we actually, today, we have a, sp- a special guest. Very special guest, yep. And it's not Henry. Right. <laughs> so we brought this special guest in today because, you know, we wanted we wanted to hear a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And we absolutely knew that this person was going to have a different perspective on everything that we talked about. Agreed. Or that we talk about. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Um, why is this person going to have a different perspective? Because they're a black woman. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. So we, we like to do yeah. new things here. That's right. I like, <laughs> we like it. We like to try different things. So let me let me talk about this black woman, this strong black woman. Preach, brother. Here we go. So in the studio with us, we have Bull Carter. Bull Carter, everybody. She's here. Let me tell you about Bull. So Bull is she's VFL. She and, and for people not from Tennessee, a VFL is a vault for life. So she went to University of Tennessee. That's how I met her. Um, yeah, go Vols, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I met her. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was at a party. I was drunk. We we, we had the same group of friends. Okay. So we, we ran around. Um, but anyway, Bull is, uh, she's an educator here in the city. Okay. So she's teaching our youth. And you, are you at the, you at KIPP Academy? KIPP Academy. KIPP, okay. okay. Charter Life. Yeah. Charter Life. Oh, there you go. Okay. There you go. So she's an educator. She's a curator. And she is the founder of God Inc., or as I like to say, God. God. G A W D Inc. Um, she's all about girl power. Um, so again, everybody, welcome Bull Carter to the, to, the, to the studio with us. So I'm gonna let that play. <laughs> so Bull, um, you can you can tell the people a little bit about yourself. Um, I know I gave them a quick quick summary, but I, mean, I think you. I think all they need is a summary until we get into these opinions. Okay, okay, okay. and I and I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. But what I want to hey, let me ask you this before we before we get into what we're going to talk about today. Um, what is what is? Can you explain what what God Inc. is for the people? Oh, okay, <laughs> that was going to be something crazy. Okay, <laughs> um, well, that's an acronym that uh, stands for God's Acclaimed Wise Daughters. It's a nonprofit for female at risk female youth. Um, unintentionally, but, but since we've been created, we spent an intention and a focus on girls who are either in the foster care system or been affected in the, um, foster care system. Uh, we do like mentoring, um, talks and just like, like a big networking thing as far as like giving, at-risk female, just like a, an ally or a buddy or just somebody that, like an um, out-of-life guidance counselor, so more than the school and, like, extra resources and alternatives like that. Um, and then we have a scholarship fund for the college-bound girls that are, again, affected by foster care um, or being in the system or anything like that. And um, another thing that I like to do or that I'm very involved in is, like, the Nashville hip-hop scene, arts, and culture. So um, annually, I have an event that usually is the direct fund for the scholarship uh, fund. So, And then I do a lot of other events around town, as you may see. Yeah, I've definitely seen. I've seen your stuff on on Instagram. Um, And I've seen you partner with uh, Protect the Culture, right? Yeah. Now, they are Antioch. Are they based out of here? I mean, it's just Nashville. It's just Nashville. Yeah. yeah. I see um, a lot of the stuff in Antioch. That's why I just assumed. Yeah, that's uh, that was created by Delisha Davis. Um, a lot of people may know her. She just got a Nike shoe created out of get created for her with two L's on the cloud. So she's another woman that's doing big things in the city. My pal, my mentor, and um, you know, we we do a lot of projects together. Um, a lot of these things that you see are. Definitely woman ran. Well, <laughs> that's dope. I'll tell you what, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Next time you talk to her, we're going to have to have her, we're going to have her in here too. Oh yeah, she, um, would, she would love it. So. Yeah, and we'd love to have her. And, and you know, I like to highlight um, anybody that comes in here with us. I like to highlight the things that they're doing. And um, obviously you're out in the community. Is, is your nonprofit exclusively for black women? 
select girls or is it just for anybody at risk? Um, it's technically for anybody, but uh, definitely lend our our ear and our voice to people of color, black people, um, brown people. Um, usually, I mean, like I said, we wouldn't deny anybody that was that was not, <laughs> that brown was skin. not black yeah, right. or brown skin. But, you know, as we say, we, we emphasize girls, but so does feminism. And that doesn't always include the black women. So we make sure to Ooh, concentrate. Preach. So. Man, legit. And I, if you don't mind, let me just say this. Because I 100%. Hey, all the time. We always room for everybody black in here. So much appreciated. I love what you're talking about. Now, if you don't mind, let me ask a question. What prompted you to start this movement? Because I I love it. So what prompted that? Um... I mean, it was just one, just service. Like, I, I fool with kids. I really like kids. So it was just an added thing. And I just, like, the older I get, the more I care about girls. So I just kind of wanted to focus on girls and, like, giving them, um, a, like, a mind, body, and soul support, uh, things that are spiritual. Um, it's, you know, it's called God for a reason. Mm-hmm. I also, I, I mean, I'm. I'm God's child, so I wanted anything that I created to have his name on it. You know, also for extra insurance as far as, like, <laughs> <laughs> making sure that it's in the right line of things. Right, so right, right. That his name is on it, and, and I'm kind of big on subliminal messages. So I was like, the more we do, the more God's name is said, either subliminally or not subliminally, um, right. directly. Um, so it's not like, it's not a religious thing or anything, but I never wanted to forget that. And I also wanted to be able to bring that to young girls in the form of love, which is what God is directly. So um, it started that way. And again, it was really only just going to be at risk. It, it thought about it just me for black girls or like um, inner city schools. And my uh, co-founder who at the time worked in the DCS system, like the more we started doing things, the more we seen that the actual need was in foster care. Okay. And so we just kind of changed our mission once we found out more of the need. Um, there's like a lot of male programs. and not saying that we don't need them because we need every single one of them. But I don't know. I just think it's more common to be fraternal than to like actually have stuff for girls. Like you just have a lot of boy stuff, a lot of boy stuff and it's necessary. It needs to happen, but I just feel like it's just not as common to have that network for little girls going in becoming women and having like that woman ally. Um, and you know, just teaching those social skills, that networking skills and just, just having a support system and real big on mental health too. And I, I just really believe the, the one thing that makes or breaks anybody is a support system. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, yeah, they're in the most, in the most broken situation and, you know, a lot, we've seen a lot change with, when the support system changes. So. That's good. That is. I like that. I'm going to need you talking to the microphone. The people got to hear sorry. this. The people got to hear this. I this, hear myself. Yeah. So I thought I heard, I thought, I'm, okay. I, I know. I know. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. But you got talking to the mic. So y'all heard none of that? Oh, I can hear you. But we just want to make sure that everybody listen to us can hear you too. Oh. Loud and clear. Yeah. yeah. Now, this yeah. is good stuff. So, I, and Todd, I hope you don't oh, go ahead. asking another question because we talked about the hip-hop scene. Mm-hmm. So, this is a two-part question. One, what got you to fall in love? Because there has to be some sort of a love of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So, first question is, what helped you to fall in love with hip-hop and then kind of talk to some of the things that you're actually doing with it here locally um for me hip-hop really is a culture it's it's less about it's not even less about the music it's just that hip-hop music is very very broad and I consider hip-hop the same way I consider like being black it's just it's just the culture like it's not it doesn't define and it's not defined in a small box it is because I am type thing. Yeah. So like, I yeah. believe I am hip hop, even though like, I feel like the first music I was a fan of was actually like country music and the, um, you know, I'm like, I'm a music person. I'm an artist. So like I have all kinds of influence everywhere musically, but hip hop 
is because I am. So even if I write a country song, it's hip hop because I am hip hop. Okay. You know, situation. So it being for me, like the most tangible example of culture for us, um, something that we can hold on, just like our ability to create, our ability to transform spaces, our ability to um, just congregate fellowship and, mm-hmm. and it being a, in a certain way, in an energy that you can't replicate. Like all of that is, is hip hop. And um, we live in music city and of course yeah. that's usually tied yep. for country yep. music, yep. but we, yep. I mean, we are music city because there's so much music mm-hmm. and so many outlets. So like when I started getting involved in like creating these different um, festivals and things like that, it was with the intention also to put our people in spaces that, they haven't been in or spaces that nobody's been in more particularly than yeah. nobody's and just bringing experience because there's a lot of like, uh, there's still a lot of like undercover racism business wise. There's a lot of people who don't like hip hop and mm-hmm. they're being used for no reason. Like there's, there's two different crowds in Nashville. There, there is that crowd that may be stereotypical, <laughs> like that, like has a reputation of, you know, shooting up and stuff, but that is not really the majority of people right. here like we just really people just trying to vibe and you know there's a lot of background stuff with like venues not really wanting hip-hop like you can come your people can come yeah. but we won't let your artists perform and we won't do these things so um definitely started with just well i'm gonna make my own space or i'm gonna get these different contracts and um it started off with bulletpalooza then went to project unity um, and I usually always have an emphasis on community, like community things, either it be a fundraiser or it's, there's just a different message. <laughs> like there's right. some type of message in the event. Um, and don't you do them in the community that you're doing like your fundraiser for generally? That's, yeah. That's um, yeah. We stay yeah. in the community. We don't try to, I mean like sometimes with bullet losers, we will like go out in the woods because that's an outside experience. That's right. different. That's like camp. But like, yeah, in general, yeah, we, we try to stay in the community. We, we mesh communities, uh, you know, we try to just, you know, support our culture, but people of color in general, I, you know, I know that's a etchy word, but there's just so much diversity in Nashville and it's not represented. Yep. Um, and like I said, we're like number one in music, Nashville in general, like people, no matter what genre, come here to record. Truth. The, 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 yep. the checks are cut here. Yep. You know, BMI, Sony, all of them, if you right anywhere here. near this re- region, your checks are getting cut from here, yep. no matter what type of artist you are. Like, we really are music, Sydney music role, so obviously we have a lot of artists in here. And like I said, I'm an artist myself, but then I also realized, boom, every artist doesn't have the business sense to get things done and to curate and to right. execute. Um, so I kind of, it kind of, kind of turned into get in where you, you're most needed. Cause like everybody can rap, everybody can sing, yeah, I you, can't know, rap. you know, yeah. but you know what I mean? Like everybody well, you does for it. Me, I will. <laughs> you know, maybe, um, <laughs> so, you know, everybody can do it. I mean, not, you know, I'm exaggerating. Everybody can't do it. The, the, there are people who are elite who are definitely going to make it <laughs> a little bit more than other people going to mm-hmm. make it definitely. But like I said, like everybody, I'm a team player. I'm a bigger picture type of thing. And there was definitely a need for an executor, a curator, someone who can get, who can, you know, negotiate, who can get into these things and who can, you know, do these things. So I kind of like, you know, fell into the background and started moving that way. And that's kind of like, kind of how I kept on doing it. You know, it won't be like that for always, but Right now, you know, that's what needed to happen. And we're more united than ever now. So Yeah, good. You know, you <laughs> said something. You said, you know, I'm doing these things in the background. Mm-hmm. So it, it's crazy because we have we have a lot of just a, pe- a lot of people of color and especially black men. So, again, black out there. And I haven't said this today, but this is a therapeutic podcast. If your first time listening to us, it's a therapeutic <laughs> podcast. We are here just talking about stuff that affects us. But like I said, you're doing this stuff in the background. I know a lot of black men who get upset that they have to work in the background because they're not and they're not getting recognition, the, rec- the recognition mm-hmm. that they, they want and or need. Right. And and sometimes it deters them from 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 completing their task. Um, talk. So I want to <laughs> ask you as a person who, who works in the background, how does that how does that affect you mentally? Um. 
I mean, that's a real question because I could come from two different perspectives because actually just being a woman in this industry, I, I definitely deal with a lot of like men being mad that the woman is the leader. <laughs> like right. I, I, I get a lot of that. Um, and as much as I believe in gender roles and submission in a household, it is what it is. If you know, you, whoever's the best is the best at that situation. Yeah. So, um, and especially dealing with, you know, artists who are just, you know, I'm so creative. So you still got my shit, you know, Kanye, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> and it's hard, like, um, for them to, um, you know, play. Cause even if they're the ones who are the artists and like in front of everything, they'll still like feel some type of way. If they're not the ones who actually created it. Um, you know, so sometimes I see what you're talking about, but a lot more often it's just that people want to be, in the face or be the face of things, even when they're not supposed to be like, even yeah. when they're, you know, they really didn't do it. And so that's really more of an ego thing. So I don't really have mm -hmm. that much of a problem with, um, <laughs> like not being all the way in the front Yeah, because you know, the people who are supposed to know me, they know me, they know, they know who run the thing. <laughs> you know yeah. so they, they know, they know what's going on. And I don't feel the need to, to have everybody. And then honestly, like I, I've, I've come, I I'm surprised on a lot of things. There's been plenty of times that I'm just out and people don't necessarily know me just by looking at me type thing. And, but they'll find out my name cause you know, bull, you know, is a yeah. weird name and they'll like know exactly what I've done. And so my reputation or my events have spoken before me before me coming yeah. into the room mm -hmm. and like that type of stuff. And usually it's usually females who, who know me for some reason and that in itself be enough for me. And I'm like, okay, so it's speaking, it's speaking for themselves. So I don't know. I don't, I feel like I, it's more of a struggle to deal with people who want more attention than is even warranted. Cause like that, that's really, cause even when I think of, the church and like I, I mean I run an evangelism program there like anybody who's like in a church that's like very gender oriented mm -hmm. the women really are the ones the executors that's just what it is yeah. but like they're not the ones who are going to be the face of it so coming up in that religious background I'm automatically okay with not being the face of things like that's just how I've always seen things run um and that's just you know that subliminal power that's kind of how I was raised as far as just being quiet about your power. Right. But it's still, it's still more frustrating when people don't know their roles. That's more frustrating <laughs> than yeah. anything. Like you just, people just need to, it's like, I, yeah, like I don't care about being a face. I just really care about people being where they're supposed to in like the bigger picture and everybody moving the way they need to move for the bigger picture and not you know, like, trying to you know a knight can't play a rook yep. i don't know what to say <laughs> message yeah <laughs> so. message <laughs> yeah and and you know I, I brought that i brought that that up because you know you see I, i've seen a lot of people especially in in government because i work in government mm -hmm. and you always see i always see these these men in government who are upset about things you know, because they're not the face, but there's somebody quietly working in the background who's getting, getting done. stuff done, right? Yep. But this other person's like, oh, it's not, I can't, I need to be, and they're not getting that. Yeah. So you being a person who's working in the background, getting stuff done, I didn't know how you felt about that. Does that did that affect you or did that piss you off that your name ain't out there or you're trying to be out there? Or are you one of the people who just like to, I'm going to work in the background because there are some people who totally are cool with it. Cool working in the background, mm -hmm. getting that stuff done, and nobody knows who did it, right? So that's why I asked. I mean, that people know. <laughs> like I said, people yeah. know if you you're supposed to know, you know, I'm I'm the type of person that knows, like, you know. I mean, this industry is just like that, like there's people who have fans and there's people who um, your your favorite celebrity is fans of those people. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has those types of dynamics. So I don't, I'm just not an insecure person. I just really feel like that's rooted in insecurity more than, more than anything. Um, now, I mean, I have gotten upset before if some 
somebody would try to like steal something that yeah. that that has happened <laughs> a, num- yeah. a, a number of times, not too many times because not too many times. Not too gone. many times, but I'll stop that real um, quick. But and I mean to be honest, that has happened from like if it happened, it happened from a man who mm. just I don't know like. Now that's a culture thing, right? I don't. Or is that a, or is that a is that a is that a culture thing? Is that a because because now you biblical with it you with the submission is that is that the man just being a man trying to you know what I'm saying like this is your business and you, you somebody trying to take your business. Um, what is that? I don't think not necessarily my business, but may may have tried to manipulate my creation. But I mean, as anything, as any creator <laughs> will know, I mean, you can imitate. Um, a well, but you can't imitate a river. Mm. So, okay. You know, you hello can, somebody. You, you, right. you, know, you, can, <laughs> you can steal, you can steal the well. You can say you made it, but you still got to deal with the river. And more often than not, like I said, I am spiritual and I, I do get angry. I, I definitely have angry problems, <laughs> but um, definitely. But like the, the truth is that those people who have crossed me in those type of ways, you don't hear about them. They're not still working. Okay. So it is, you know, that's just a chromatic thing. <laughs> you know, you do, you, you get what you put out. So, I, I mean, it's, it's yeah. definitely frustrating in the moment. Um, and it happens a lot. I, like I, I have a lot of, you know, female entrepreneurs in our circle. We work together, you know, we, we do for each other. And we all kind of have similar stories or, you know, female uh, artists like that are just, you know, singers and songwriters and stuff. We all have like similar stories when it comes to those things of men just stealing it <laughs> or just trying yeah. to steal it or you you know you're adding them into the process out of respect and we made it and you know oftentimes I realize you know I don't even need to add them <laughs> a yeah. lot of times yeah. so, you know I, I was at a point I mean at first in the beginning I just was so inclusive and just mm. um you know a man, only a man can be a man. So let's have a man. Let's you know work, work, work. And yeah. as much as I'm all for it, also you and don't, you're not thing. really needed. Like if you're just yeah. the face, I, well, I'll bring you in the back end. I'll let you be the face, but I'm gonna get it done first, and I'll make sure you can't touch things that don't need to be touched. So mm. another message. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Y'all don't message. hear me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have a question, and this one may be a little bit more controversial, but I heard you say something earlier. And I, I want you to touch on it. You brought up feminism. Mm. Oh, yeah, I brought that up at the beginning. At the very beginning, <laughs> yeah. So I, I was trying to wait for the perfect time to ask a question. So tell me your thoughts on feminism. How do you feel about it? Where does it stand today, 2019? Because I think when it initially started, things may have changed a little bit. So tell me your thoughts on feminism 2019. I actually don't think it's changed much. I think it may have changed outfits, but it's the same thing. It always okay. was. Um Are black women included in it in that movement? Um, not in the not in the known not in like the political way. No, I don't think I mean feminism in a political way is definitely just for white women. Absolutely. Or people who pass for white. Um feminism in its actual diction and actual word. Yes, I, I'm a feminist, you know, and that, like, I advocate for women by be. oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I advocate for women. Um, I care about women, especially women that look like me or could pass for me. Um, and I, 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 you know, I don't know. I'm sad. Like, I, I do for women because I am a woman and everything everything that is is because I'm already a woman. Anything that has anything to do with women's rights or things like that is because of that. But um, I think there's a different type of feminism because, like, people who know me who, like, try to put adjectives on me would actually probably call me masculine. I've heard that a lot. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I used to, like, deal with, like, wonder if that's what it was. But then I, like, realized the the older I get and the more I care about being a woman is that oh i'm not masculine i'm just an alpha female i'm just more of a woman because i already am a woman so it doesn't matter what i do like right. what i do is womanly because i'm a woman right um so in like that aspect of just like self-awareness and 
confidence and just looking out for girls just because they're girls type thing. Yeah, I'm I'm a feminist in the political sense. I don't. You'll never see me protest. You'll never see me with a poster. <laughs> you'll never. That ain't your. That ain't your. Like damn, you'll right? never. I mean, anything that's honestly faced headed by white women, I probably wouldn't be a part of just because history. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> history is spoken spoken for itself. Mm. Um, and at the end of the day. You know, especially politically speaking, most white women that are feminists, they use black women for their power to actually execute again, just like a man, actually to um, execute and get things done. But in real life, nine times out of ten, they're actually racist. Like, they'll get their job done, but when it's time to fight for them, they're not going to be there. And if it's and at the end of the day, I guess. I guess on both ends, you are what you, you are your race, I guess. At the end of the day, if it came between a black woman and their daddy or their husbands, they going for their daddy or their husbands. They not going for women. Right. Whereas black women would actually go for women before they go for a man if the man was wrong. Right. And that's kind of like the difference between the two. So, you know, like I said, um, I'm a feminist and I believe in girl power all day, every day, but... You won't see me on the picket line. So and the reason I asked that question, number one, because I heard it and I was like, oh, that's interesting. That's a different perspective than I'm used to hearing. But why I love what you're saying is because you do something that most people won't. And that's explain a little bit <laughs> deeper. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it requires explanation so people know what it is you're saying. So when people hear feminism, it automatically creates a division. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. So what you just did is said, I am a feminist. However, you won't see me out there on the picket line with him. And that's politically, not politically. Yes, not politically. And that's beautiful to me because that's been my problem with feminism from day one is that when you think about who voted for Trump, primarily is white women. Absolutely. So it's like after he said what he said, this is the group that still voted him in. Exactly. You can't, they can't be trusted. It can't, you can't be trusted. And <laughs> thank you for saying it. No. Thank yeah. you for saying it. Cause <laughs> if I say it, I'd be, I'd be a bad guy, right? I'd be anti-feminism. It depends on who you're talking to. Depends on who you're talking to. So thank you very much for <laughs> clarifying that for the listeners. Right. And, and kind of speaking from a, a woman's perspective, but also from what a man has been asking to be said for. So that's all I've been asking to be said is how do you differentiate between a feminist and a logical feminist, because in, in my opinion, that's what it looks like. And you said politically, and I think that might be the differentiator. I'm big on like what words really mean. I'm very particular about my words. Yes. And maybe it's the teacher background. Maybe it's because I was an English major, but like I don't like using words. I don't like using words out of their actual diction. And so like I'm I'm just like really big on like just like if you say homophobe, like am I afraid? Or, you know, <laughs> like am I actually, <laughs> right. you know, right. am I afraid or like what's the actual word mean? Yes, thank you. For Before we that. just start throwing it around, type right. things. And so. it's funny you say that because maybe an episode or two ago <laughs> yeah. I said the very same, same thing. thing. That's crazy. <laughs> a phobia is a fear, an irrational right. fear. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if, if I if I don't agree, that doesn't make me afraid. Exactly. If I'm against it, I'm anti. Yeah. Right. So let let's use a proper diction, use a proper word choice mm-hmm. as opposed to using this agenda to just bash anybody that's opposing. That's why that South belief. Park episode is so hilarious. I think I did, y'all should yeah. just watch it. Too. We, we, we might pull it up on here. In a minute. So believe it or not, it's crazy. We've been talking for 30 minutes. Already. <sighs> Dang, we haven't got to the subject. Have we? I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. Let's see. That's, the show is organic. Yeah, so, very. you know. And, and we definitely going to highlight our people who are doing things in our community. Mm-hmm. And that is going to lead us into our topic Absolutely. in the second 30 minutes. Okay. okay? So uh, we're going to take a break. Got to pay these bills, but we'll be right back. right now <laughs> maybe before she leaves she'll teach me how um anyway welcome back to black guy therapy where again if this is your first time listening to us if you're catching us in the second half this is a therapeutic podcast for black men um really we're for black men and 
our issues, but hey, just we'll we'll, we'll let anybody listen to us. We're, we're here to help anybody who will, who will who is willing to listen to us. Who's willing to be helped? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So in the first thirty minutes, you got to uh, hear a little bit from our uh, guest host today, Boog, and and her organization, the God God Inc. God Inc. Um. And uh, but now her, the conversation with her is going to lead us into. Uh, what we wanted to talk about today. And Joel, I guess I'll let you take it away there. Yeah, perfect segue, actually. So again, thank you. Uh, but the topic is, when we, in our culture, in our communities, in our environments, when we make it, I'm doing the air quotes, when we make it mm-hmm. to success, how do we give back? Number one, what does that look like? What does that mean? Is it ever enough? Do we ever need to stop to start focusing back on ourselves because you know, when you give a whole lot of yourselves, you kind of get a little empty and you not need to fill back up. But what does it look like? What does that process look like? How much should you be giving and what do you do with it? So that's the topic. But the first question I'll ask to, to both of you guys, do you feel like number one, you've made it quote unquote. And if you feel like you've made it, how are you giving back? I'll start. Is that okay? Okay. All right. So I'll go first. So I am from small town, <clears throat> Kentucky. I was, I guess I was raised there until I was about 14 and I moved to Nashville. So I've been here for the majority of my life now, but I started there. Mm-hmm. Um, small town, about 800 people in the city. Um, small tobacco town. Okay. Country, white folks. Um, most people worked in the factory in town. And if you aren't at the factory, you work on a farm, right? Um, so with that being said, a lot of people, no, not a lot of college degrees coming out of where, where I'm from. Um, so not a lot of real opportunity, people working in factories, stuff like that. Uh, so if, if I was just measuring in terms of have I made it, then I have, right? Because mm-hmm. I have two degrees, about to get another one. Right. And if, if we're using education to to say that you've made it, because that's usually that's what the standard, the standard is, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Education, you've made it. Um, then I guess I have and I have a job where it's, you know, I have a pension. I have um, 401k. I got benefits. So, you know, I've made it. At, but at the same time, I realize that back home. There are people who who look like me and who are related to me who did not. Mm-hmm. So I do understand that I have to do things to to help them. Um, a lot of my or not a lot anymore, but before a lot of my people were, were in and out of jail. So I know I had a homeboy who I'd send him money in jail. But then I had to stop doing that. Right. Because because, you know, I guess you, you ask, like, when, when is enough enough? Like I'm, I'm sending this money and it's like you just using me as the money train. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had to back, I had to back back. And like now I I, I have not yet figured out how I am going to continue to give back to my community because I don't know what to do now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause mm-hmm. that was my, that was my thing. And that's how I felt that I was helping my people. But now I have, I feel like I got to do something else. Gotcha. I don't know. Um, I don't think I've made it. I wouldn't consider it. Wait, am I talking? Okay. Yeah, you're fine. I don't. Um, um, I don't know. Probably because a, I'm alive, so I feel like as long as I'm alive, I've not made it because there's more to do. Mm, right. So there's uh, always more to do. Yeah, there's always more to do. So, um, and just like thinking about as a child, like I had certain anybody could probably relate to this. I had certain expectations for myself, and I've not necessarily hit those. So, um. Yes, proud of myself, and do people do some people look at me and think I've made it? Yes. Yeah. Do I personally think I've made it? No. Like I definitely feel like I could be doing better <laughs> or doing yeah. more. Um, I'm good. I'm I'm, you know, uh, I'm rocking with myself. You know, I ain't mad at it. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know all of those things. I'm like I'm I'm on the way of where I'm supposed to be. Um, I think you know. 
I think I'll be, I think I will make it. That's the thing. That That's kind of where I'm at mentally. It's like, I think it's, I believe with all my heart it's going to happen. I just don't believe it's right here right now. Um, Cause I feel like I've definitely put some years on things. Um, let some storms last a little bit longer than they had to yeah. uh, and things like that. So um, no, but I don't feel like you have to make it to already start looking out for your community. Um, but what's the definition of making it? Like, really, you know what I'm saying? Like, because everybody's definition is different. Like, what's your definition of that? Because um, I know you said, I, I don't think I made it. But like, what, but what is that? That's a good like, question. And, and even in my example, I said, I, well, like, I, talking from a per, like just going to school, that is a lot of people's definition. What's your definition? Uh, probably where no outside trigger affects me. Mm. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. right now, things <laughs> right. affect me still. And so until like nothing, and I mean, there, and I know that sounds crazy, but there's people where nothing, when nothing happens, it doesn't matter what happens. It's not really going to affect them. Yeah. <laughs> like, like besides like loss or like the loss of somebody of and course. stuff like that, that's always going to affect course. somebody. Yeah. But, um, you know, we go through a recession, it's not really going to affect you. You lose your job, it's not going to affect you. It's not, um, you know, who. it doesn't matter what political party wins, it's not going to affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just things like that. Something happens, they're, they're shutting down this, it's not going to affect you. So um, I feel like, and that means you can read that financially, but it's, it's that and amongst other things. So I feel like that's when I've made it is when everything I'm doing is because I'm willingly doing it and I want to do it. And it's not because something is affecting me. Yeah. That's, that's dope. Yeah. So my answer is kind of similar, but on the flip side, I feel like I have, but Mm -hmm. mine is based off of where I came from. So I'm from Inkster, Michigan. Inkster is, and and for the people who have listened to it, they know it's a little city outside of Detroit. Uh, It's probably like Antioch to, to Nashville. I never thought in my life I would be a homeowner. Never. So the fact that I was able to, with my wife, purchase a home, I feel like we, and even before that, and my wife used to laugh at me because our circumstances are a little different. We had a townhouse where we had three bathrooms. I thought we was rich. (laughs) Because in my house, we had one bathroom and it was five of us living there. So anytime... Like if we were not there and came home same time, you had to wait. Yeah, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. coming from that to having three bathrooms, well, two and a half, but that's three bathrooms. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So I felt like, man, I am rich. I am doing it. And then I'm looking at other people like three. We got six. You know what I mean. So, so right. to your yeah. question that you're saying, like, what it, what is it? And it's so relative because your your situation, your scenario will dictate the outcome, you know what I mean? Whatever that answer is. So even not just that, but like the job that I have, and I said this before in the show, I didn't have no, I didn't have goals. I didn't have a, like without anything I was trying to accomplish specifically, I just knew that you had to get a job in order to function in this society. Right. But since I've been, and, and, and I guess I got to attribute, attribute a lot of it to my wife because before I met her, I was still just kind of floating and she kind of grounded me. So, the job that I have now and, and everything that I've asked for that's been given to me, the fact that we have a home, the fact that I'm in a relationship and I ain't cheated. Yeah. And that's, that sounds so Black trivial. Black men don't cheat. Exactly. Right. Black men don't cheat. Right. But that's an absolute lie. <laughs> an absolute lie because in all honesty, no relationship that I was in was I faithful until my wife. I mean that technically you would then only your wife counts. Well then if that's the case then <laughs> black men do not cheat. If we're if we're going off of that, then I, I stand by Religiously it. Religiously speaking, I really was raised. Like you're either single or you're married, nothing counts before you're married. So, See, so. Hey, okay. Yes. Or engaged. Now if you're engaged, that's different. Wait, you, so, you're, so you're engaged like married. Is married too? I mean that's that's in the process. That means you're just They cousins. Yeah, you're right there. Like, that's yeah. your intention. At that point, once the intention is there, then, you know. But the same thing, going back to the subject, it really is about intention as far as, like, how do you give back? Mm-hmm. You give back with your means. You give back how you can give back. Mm-hmm. And in no decision do I believe that you wait till something is a certain way before you act in yes. anything. Yes. Um, if you, 
I mean, if you appreciate somebody, you don't wait till you can pay them back to show them appreciation. Right. You don't wait. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying? You don't wait till it's too late on anything. When you feel the urgency or when you feel the energy to do something, you do it. Yes. Period. Yes. Like no matter what you're talking about. And as far as the community goes, there's ways to give back. You know, you see somebody who has made it like um, Jaden Smith, Will Smith's son, mm-hmm. who, you know, who often gives back to the community. He's very philanthropic and things like that. But you, you can't, ne- if you're, if you're not on his income, you can't necessarily produce food and uh, a truck, right? a nice saying, truck I, out I of nowhere. No food truck. Yeah, no you know what I'm saying? Food like, truck at that. exactly. Right. You can't necessarily do that, but right. you've had extra food in your right. house. Yes. You yes. can yes. just give that to somebody. You can, uh, Um, sorry. Um, you can, um, I don't know, like, you know, do a lot of different things. You can, like, there's just been times where I wasn't just, you know, just had money to spare, but a woman, specifically a woman, I wouldn't do it for a man, but like, it was just in these streets, an older woman and needed to get a bus ride or something like that, or needed money for the bus ride. I don't necessarily... I don't, I don't give out cash. I never will. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I won't. But I remember that was the ask is that I need to get on this bus. I need to get to my home. I need to get that is. No, I don't. Even if I had the money, I wouldn't give it. But I didn't, I don't think at the time, had money to give. But I did have a car. That's why she was asking me. So I could give you a ride, and I did. So, you know, there's ways to, to take care of your community. That some, and sometimes it's as little as that. Um, and, um, and sometimes it's really as minimal as just showing respect. I've seen like, we, like, again, talking about like homeless people or, uh, people on drugs and stuff. I've seen people of the same color of the same, whatever community who, you know, just speak so badly mm-hmm. to them. And, um, I remember, Oh, I mean, cause I, one of my friends who was, who's not black, but they're, definitely not white they're like they in the diaspora yeah they're like <laughs> persian or arabian yeah, um, they, they in the diaspora. <laughs> yeah they're, they're part of the diaspora. they're there and they own they own a liquor shop and of course you know you deal with a lot of things with that um yeah. just how many people would come in you know addicts and stuff like that and there was this person who was halfway in the wheelchair but kind of could walk just you know real mingy and technically you know he definitely shouldn't have been there it was a problem but even even though that person is someone I respect and my friend, like the way they treated them still was a little. Because after a while, after he wouldn't get out, like she would, just, she just got a mop and pushed him out. And I was like, oh, a mop? That's what you clean the floor with, <laughs> like you know, you know stuff like that. So um, sometimes the only way you can give back is by showing love and showing like respect to people. So the, the ways, my point is, it you don't have to make it before you start giving back to the community. But if you're thinking in like mathematically, it's kind of like ties. Once you make more, you do more. Yeah, <laughs> you know, once yeah. you can do more, you do you do, do more. Yeah. And, you know, if you are in the 5% of wealth, this is the time where you can do bigger things. Yes. But, um, you know, if you're just a middle class, but you have your own business, all right, cre- creating jobs is like the number one way to help yes. your community. Yes. That's the first way to help your community. Um if you can buy property, like flipping houses and stuff is a thing, buying those properties in the community, making sure they're owned by your own people and only written them out. And I know like, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes you don't. Everybody's, it really depends on the trauma you're dealing with. Some people True. are not dependable. <laughs> True. You know, things happen, of course, and there's reason why people don't do certain things, but there's... Uh, the names change, but the characters don't. And you're not, and it doesn't matter what race you're talking about, which community you're talking about. There's the same characters in each community. Yep. So uh, just realizing that and making sure that you're looking out for your own. And then there's always some expect um, exceptions, but you do what you can do. You do what you can do until you can do more. And when you can do more, you do more. Yep. So. I agree. And and I'll tell a quick story. So I work downtown. Uh and, and you mentioned a friend of the different diaspora, but yeah, this guy, uh, my, my main man, Alex, Cuban guy, we were walking, we were going to get something to eat, and it was this, this brother that came up to us, 
and he was asking for a little money. He didn't even ask for money. He asked for food. Yeah. Which is different. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we were heading out. I told him, I was like, listen, are you going to be here? Cause we about to go eat. If you're here, I'm going to bring you something back. So if you're going to be in this area, I, I got something for you. And he's like, yeah, I'll be here. All right, cool. I watched him go and talk to other people and they treated him like a leper. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking, this is an older black man. He had to be in the 60s, 70s. Black people, white people, everybody just kind of was looking at him like he was going to rob him or something. And I was so angry at the time. I couldn't believe how, how I let that get to me at that moment. But at that moment, I was furious with all of those people that were standing there. And I wanted to say something to every last one of them. But I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter what I say. How you feel is how you feel. So right. went and we went ate and I brought him some food back. Dude wasn't there. No, that happened to me before. Yeah. yeah. So I was, like, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. yeah. I was a little disappointed yeah. because yeah. I wanted to take care of him because he came at me a little different. Yeah. Not like everybody else. Right. So I wanted to take care of him, but he wasn't there. But, but again, trust issues are there. People have are. said that before yes. and don't come back. So they that's probably, where I was going. They just as skeptical too. Yes. Like you said that. But and yeah. people don't. <laughs> yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. People don't understand. So many people lie mm-hmm. to people who do not have. And just, no, people who do have two people just lie. People are liars. People lie. Yeah, <laughs> people, people are, are liars. liars. Yeah. But it, for this example, oh, yeah. for this story, this brother didn't have. So all these people that did, I'm sure he's probably had people like, yeah, man, stay here. I'll do this and I'll do that. They, they never come back around. That way. They walk out of their way, a block or two out the way. So they ain't got to come into contact with them. But it was just so disappointing to see that these are human beings treating another human being this way. Right. Obviously, he doesn't have. So why would you treat him? And he's talking to you. He ain't pulled a gun. He ain't pulled a knife. He's done nothing but Just talk home. to you. That's all he, all he did was talk. Yeah. And people are looking at him like, like, what are you about to do? And it, it man, burn me up. I mean, it's just the other people in general always think from their own perspective Mm -hmm. and i've even had to learn to like even on little things that are not even that deep just like you know people i mean things that are funny like i'm saying well people don't think the way i think they may think this is disrespectful and i know somebody had joked joked with me about it because they was like why are you just be asking like questions straight up and i'm like because i can't assume that you would answer the way i would answer like right you know even if i'm being considerate or even if i'm like well this is what I would like. Or even if I'm thinking of you in a nice way, it still may not register because you don't know the variables. Like mm-hmm. every, the only constant is being human. You don't know what variables that come Truth. with that and what happened what trauma, what all of these other things that happen. So you don't, you just don't know how people will react. So the bottom line is like, people don't think from a different perspective or they just think how they would. And, you know, you get in contact with, with those type of people and you just like, well, if I can do it, then they can do it. And if yeah. I didn't like yeah. if I'm fine, I had to work and I, you just get into your own head of, well, I had to do this and I made it out so they can have made it out. Yep. Um, and uh, unfortunately with that perspective, that's, that's saying that uh, somebody else could have done somebody else had your variables. Yes. And right. that's not that's not necessarily that's not the real. truth. And yeah. that's also discrediting yourself because that's saying that your life was easy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So everything that means is if it's so easy that they can do it, that means what you did ain't nothing special either. So Ooh. if you really honored yourself, you would understand that you just being you was was a unique experience. So much so that you can you can't put that on somebody else. But, you know, people look at those people and just be like, oh, well, I didn't do it. And I mean, I've even said that one time, like the the reason I don't give cash <laughs> is because I've always said, you know, if this happened to me and I've been in dire situations, mm-hmm. I'm not going to beg. I'm going to put I'm going to put a resume on the cardboard. I'm going to do this. Right. I'm a, or, you know, me knowing my resources. Um, why don't you walk to a church? They have to help you. Why don't you walk to a place near water so you'll have water so you can clean? Why don't you, you know what I'm saying? Like I've even gotten into my head to where like I've, per, but the difference, the only little difference between me and somebody else is that in my head, I'm actually preparing for the worst. Right. <laughs> like right. I'm think I see them and think like, okay, so that can be me. If that's me, what am I going to do? And it's like, so my, 
train of thought is slightly different. That's kind of, so I'm not hateful when I come to them about that, but you still, like I said, e even past your uh, reservations or your standards, like you can still be good to somebody. Absolutely. Like you don't have to give cash. You don't have to do that. But even if you did, it's not really your place to figure out what they did with it. It's Absolutely. really not your, that's not your deed. Like if they buying drugs with it, like, well, they going to probably drive. Okay. So, <laughs> like right. you know, so <laughs> right. it doesn't negate the fact there's yeah. a need. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so yep. you gave them away. And it's just like when you, when somebody, a friend or somebody, if you loan them money, don't, if you really need that back, don't loan it. <laughs> like, right. true. Like, right. they right. should Truth. give it back. And, you know, hopefully they'll give it back. Hopefully the feeling's mutual. But if it's not, it's already gone. Like, right. you've already did that deed. You've already done what yes. you're supposed to do. If it comes back, it comes back. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But yep. you shouldn't, if you, if you was going to keep your hand on it, you should have never gave it. Right. You should have never put your hand out Preach. in that same Preach. thing. And so like we just, people, there's homelessness, but there's just the bigger thing about the community. And that same little mindset when it comes to like homeless people or, you know, junkies, whatever you want to call them, it's that same thing with the community in general. Well, I had to make it out. I had to do this yep. so they can do it. And yes. they just, people just get into their, yep. their own head that they lack consideration and empathy. Yep. See, and there's some, there's some historical things behind that. That, Absolutely. that, Absolutely. I, that I would love to talk about right now. <laughs> we out of time, but no, we, we got some time, oh, but, we, uh, but not enough time for to me really to go <laughs> all the way. Break that down. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> cause, Cause I would really like to break that down. Well, yeah. do you, do you mind if I tell a quick story? Go ahead. Cause man. you said something that I want to, I want to talk to. So a very, very sad, scenario or situation that happens a lot of times in our community is we have the very people that we're talking about in our families. Absolutely. My uncle Bo, love him to death, rest his soul. One of the coolest when I was growing up, he was that dude in the neighborhood. Everybody knew him. They ain't mess with him. My uncle Bo got older and got into some stuff he shouldn't have got into as far as drugs are concerned. Uncle Bo would come over to the house and always ask for money. My grandma would always give him money, but would always fuss at him at the same time. And it, I learned very early that even though you know for a fact that somebody is doing something they ain't got no business, it does not take away from the fact that there's a need. And it's not my place to determine if your need is enough for me to go ahead and give and take that chance. You know what I mean? Like, I know you might buy drugs, but at the same time, you probably can't buy food. So do, is, is it my job to say you don't need this because you're going to buy drugs or you need this? Here it is. Well, that's a little bit different just because I agree if it's a stranger, you can't because you're not going to be able to know the effect immediately. Mm -hmm. I think family is a little bit different. It is. Yes. <laughs> I think family is a it lot is. different mm -hmm. because if you're seeing this and it's just insanity to do the same thing and expect different mm -hmm. results. And like you were saying with the whole jail thing, people will you are to people what you continuously are. Yes. Yep. So like, period, that. like it doesn't matter if that's the toxic person, if you're the provider, like if whatever you consistently are is what you are to somebody. Mm -hmm. And you do have to like put some boundaries because, cause again, like that you're, that's great. And I feel like my faith in God says that, you know, yes, you would, you would be rewarded for that. Yes. That's a good thing. But in the same, same aspect, if you stopped, I would understand too, because like, no, you need food. Okay. Well then I'm giving you food. Right. I mean, I've been, you know, in, you know, North Nashville, that's where I originally, before I moved, um, one of the nicer houses in North Nashville, but it's still North Nashville. Like, yes, I'm in a nice place, but to just next door is something else, you know, it's right, just, yep. and you know, and especially moving in, I used to get mad sometimes cause there would be white people in the neighborhood but, you know, the black people that were less fortunate, they would never try them. They would always try they me. Crazy? They would always. They, they saw you as an ally. Yeah, they would always Ooh. come to me and, like, That's do heavy. some, like, sketchy stuff a lot of times. And That's I'm like, heavy. why are y'all dealing with me? Like, take the take the neighborhood back. Go to the white people. Make them scared. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. Let's just revolt. But That's crazy. Okay. But anyways. It's not crazy. It's not crazy. It's not but crazy. I'm like, don't come for me. Like, come right. on. Like, I'm, I'm cool. Don't come for me. But either way, like, there are times where even as a woman, like, a man, older, you know, 
man, this was homeless or whatever, would knock on my door. I remember it happened like three times faithfully, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, had no notion to think I was there type thing and would just be knocking on my door at three o'clock in the morning type stuff. Mm -hmm. Like completely inappropriate. <laughs> like right. I yeah. definitely shouldn't answer the phone. I mean, answer the phone, answer the door. It's crazy. Because I'm a woman, and most people just be like you just don't do that as a woman. I'm I'm straight. I'm good, and that's what you know. That's what they don't know, but yeah, <laughs> you know that's when they when they knock. But I'm just saying, like a lot of that is still just based off. Like I don't feel like I can get hurt. Like I have like a just an extreme faith in God that I'm just like I'm protected if I do this. But in that same aspect, like I'm not going. You knock on my door. You say these like and you know they give them long winded Boy. explanation stories like Boy. this is happening. I ain't got my diabetes medicine and I'm doing this that I, I don't and that's with regular people I'm like that look what do, what is it like what do you want exactly yeah. well it's cold outside and okay perfect I'm not about to give you money but okay I've literally went to my closet okay here's a jacket that fix you here here's some extra food here mm -hmm. and I'll give it to you and stuff like that but that's a stranger like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you may have to do that with a family member. Yeah, like, yeah. you know somebody is doing drugs. You know yeah. somebody like that. Because at some point, you become an enabler. Absolutely. Yep. And then Absolutely. you, and then that reverses that. Whatever demon they're fighting will jump back into you. Because demons are transferable. Yes. That energy. So, and that energy. So, as long as you keep on doing something, you mad that they, and you're mad at the decisions they make with the gifts you give, you're going to be mad that you do it. Yep. So, then you got to put that on boundary on yourself and say, well, I'm not going to do that cash. You need food. You're going to be straight with the food. Yep. You need yep. clothes. I got you on the clothes, yep. but I'm not just about to give you no cash. Oh, yep. well, you have to figure it out. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah. And that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point you made. And I hate to like, I know you, was, you probably could go on no, there. No need. No need. <laughs> no need. Well, good. Cause we ain't got no more time. <laughs> we run out of time. So what we do here, our last five minutes or so, we 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 issue challenges and we we just reflect and um, um, essentially you get to give your final statement. So what you got? Uh, -uh let me go last because I'm not used to this. Okay, well you can go last. Know <laughs> what you got? <sighs> yeah, I'll be quick today. Yeah, I'll be quick. So the question was, when you've quote unquote made it, how do you give back? How long do you give back? And Bull, you made a great point. As long as I'm breathing, I need to be giving back. So as far as time frame, until you die, how do you do it? Doesn't matter when, it just means as simple as, and I say this all the time, if my neighbor's car door is open, their light is on in their car, their garage door, let somebody know. Simple stuff. You don't have to change the world, but you can do simple things. And it's, that's that butterfly effect. That ripple effect, you can change things by doing small things. So anytime you have an opportunity to do something, even if it's small, I don't care what it is, do it. There's power in action. So do those things, especially in your community. Take care of your people that look like you. All right, go ahead. I ain't got nothing for them today. I'm going to let you talk. You got it. You the guest. You got a minute. <laughs> Stay humble. Those are my words. Stay humble. Anybody could have been anybody, and you could have been on the left side just as much as you could have been on the right side. So <laughs> just, just just know that um, and be grateful and work hard and maintain it wherever you, if you are. If you have made it, keep on doing what you need to do to keep continue to progress in the way that you feel like you need to progress. But never forget where you came from and never, never forget that a lot of things that happened to you was by blessing and not by choice. Um, and when you, when you, you sit into that, You'll be a lot more considerate. You'll be a lot more empathetic for what's going on. Help how you can help. Do what you can do. Still respect your own boundaries, but remain humble. There you go. We're going to have you back on. This Thanks. this was very therapeutic. And sometimes you got to have that, that perspective from a, from a woman, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and this was very beneficial today. So whenever you come back, we'll, uh, we'd love to have you. Love what's up? You got to hurry up. Do we have an, okay. So here's what, what I want to say. <laughs> Black guy therapy. Men, please listen to what a woman is saying. Yes. Because I feel like that's one of the problems in relationships too. We don't listen enough. So here it is. We have a woman telling you specific things from a woman's perspective. Hear it. Internalize. Act accordingly. And I promise you, 
things will work out better for you in the long run. There you go. And we'll leave with those final words. Nobody else has nothing else to say, and neither do I. So with that, we out. Peace.